0: I'm sharing
1: it. I thought it was just for the water. I think it was the water. Okay. <laughs> and then we, was that? <laughs> oh, good. Right. Are you all done? So, has it been three
0: weeks since we have it? Yes. Yeah, hope so. It's a it's a nice comeback. Nah, it's <laughs> been a long time. Gina? Sorry. For me, it has been a really long week. <laughs> it's been like Sorry. three months almost. Um. So. Godkin said to be loud, so hopefully you guys can hear my voice. If not, you can let me know. I don't know about how I want the next story to be recorded, but uh, maybe afterwards we can delete it after the recording. So, um, okay, okay. If you're taking notes, the lesson, uh, the title of the lesson today is the Perfect Bride. And before we go into the lesson, I just want to share a little bit about sixth grade Rukka. Okay. You have wow. to delete the story after the course. All right, sixth grade, um, <laughs> I was in Ethiopia, Jumma. I went to a school called Dilfare. And my best friend, her name was Mahalit, and she had a cousin. And when I say his name, if you've been a friend of mine for a really long time, automatically you'll know who this person is. His name is Yanesa, right? He's my first crush. I've, like, I was insane. <laughs> when I was in sixth grade, I, I adored him. And he was in eighth grade, uh, and Mahalit... <laughs> <laughs> I, I like a am older, okay? <laughs> so, Mahali's best friend, her cousin, Yaneso, Rubka, sixth grade, Ravka had a crush on Yaneso, And I would be sent to his house to go get Uha, you know, uh, and I would go over to their house. And here's the thing, I never actually directly speak to Yaneso. I mean, like, I was shy, but even when it comes to him, I was like, I, I, I like, I forget and now I would go to their house and this, this is the level of scared I was, right? Like I would grab something. It would just be him, right? Like, I would go back home before I even say like, I wouldn't even look at him. I'm like, oh my God, grab the water, get home. And, but I would go home and I would go to her house, my, my best friend's house. I'll tell her and then I'll go home and then I'll write a letter, I'll give it to her, my hello is going to be delivered in a paper, like she's going to take it up to him, and it says, and then he'll do the same thing, because he'll send me a letter and then I'll go home, I'll hide from my mom, and I'm like, oh my God. But like the whole time, there's a, our relationship was just Maharit, right? Like Maharit delivers the message, Maharit takes what I, what I want to say to him, Maharit brings me what he wants to say to me. And so, this honestly, this non existent relationship was just. So, he did respond. I did respond. Oh. Yes, yes, he did respond. What do you mean he did? <laughs> right? Somebody joked here. <laughs> right? Imagine if he didn't respond after I kissed that letter and stuff. All right. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right. Sorry, guys. That was that, That's sixth grade me. I feel like I have more of a social cue now, and I'm not that shy. Um, mm. But like you said, the, the title of today is The Perfect Bride. And we're going to go and, and see why I brought this story up with me, Mahalit, and, and, and Yaniso. Um, but when I say bride, if you're a good Christian, what comes to mind? The, church. the, the church. Right? Um, I want us to go through the church. I want us to go through a few other phrases and titles that the word of god uses to describe the church and we're we're mainly going to focus on the bride the perfect bride right so the word of god and this is in um ephesians chapter 2 19 through 22 the word of god describes the church as god's resting or dwelling place Right, So that's one word the Word of God uses to describe the church as she's God's dwelling place. The second phrase, everybody knows this, she's Christ's bride. body. <laughs> we're getting to the bride. You just She's the, the body of who? Maybe I should say. She's the body of Christ. Right. So when you go to Romans chapter 12, and there's a bunch of passages. I'm not going to go through them because we're only going to focus on Christ, she, the church is the Christ's uh, bride. But Christ's body, Romans 12, uh, 12. 4-5, through five, Romans, First Corinthians 12, 12, Ephesians 4 and 4. But Romans 12 describes the, the, the church as the body of Christ, just as how our bodies have different uh, parts. We have an arm and a leg and an eye. Uh, the church is also made up with different people, with different gifts, and they come together and they make up this one body, right? There's a saying, and I don't think the saying exists in English, so I'm going to say it. going to say it? So when your nose is hit, your eye cries. Basically, it's just trying to get you to understand how connected and how one you are with all of your body is just one. In the same sense, Paul uses the body to describe the house of God. Right. So when one person is hurt, then everything else is affected. When your eye is hurt, your your eye your nose is probably nosy. No. <laughs> when your nose is runny, right? Uh, or when your nose is punched, your eye is crying, right? When your ear hurts, your head hurts, like. You ever get a headache and then like your whole body aches? That's basically that. That that's the image is when one part of your body hurts, the whole church is in pain. Um, so that's the, that's the church, but the word of God also describes the church as the bride, right? So if you go to Ephesians five twenty two, I'm just going to give you these passages, but we're only going to focus on one passage in the Bible. But Ephesians five twenty two uh, until thirty three, Revelation nineteen seven. Revelation 21, 9 through 11. I'm sorry. Revelation 19 and 7. 19
2: and 7. 19, verse 7.
0: Revelation 21, verse 9 through 11. She's Christ's bride. right? The church is Christ's bride. And the image is that Christ (coughs) is going to come back and take up his perfect bride. He's going to take up a bride. Like he's going to take the church as his wife. But until then, we're in this waiting season where we're waiting for our groom uh, to, to show up. And so we're going to talk about the church as Christ's bride, right? Christ's future wife, hopefully, or essentially. It's a promise, so it's going to be fulfilled, right? Um, but the passage we're going to be using is in the Old Testament. So the Old Testament, the entire full book of the Old Testament, 39 chapter, 39 books, I believe, they're all pointing to who? Christ. Right, so the whole story. In that, essentially, you can go to the Old Testament and see Christ. And what we're going to do is we're going to go to the Old Testament, specifically chapter twenty-four, Genesis chapter twenty-four. And we're going to look at Christ and His Church. So we get to chapter twenty-four. Who's going to read for me? It seems like somebody... Chapter twenty-four, one. No, we're not. because It's the longest chapter in Genesis, so we're going to chapter twenty-four, verse one. Just first one. No. The whole thing, but we're going to section it off. So just write down chapter 24. So chapter 25, to chapter 23 is when Sarah passes away, right? So chapter 23, before we get to chapter 24, Sarah, whose wife is she? Abraham's wife. She dies. She's old. When they had Isaac, she was already 98, right? And then Abraham is like 99. So they're pretty old. And Sarah passes away and so Abraham he has a son now his name is Isaac and Isaac is ready to be married he's ready to be sent away to 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 find a wife and Abraham looks around Sarah's dead and he's really old he's extremely old but Isaac doesn't have a child yet not only that Isaac doesn't even have a wife right what's the covenant that God has established with Abraham is that he would make him a great nation right and he would make his name known to all generation but that generation is going to come out of who? Isaac, right? God, the Lord, elected and chose Abraham and Isaac to continue that promise. Not the child that he had with the servant. Not, um, what's his name? Elazer. Elazer. No, that's his son. Elazer is the servant that was going to inherit his uh, his goods. Uh, Accounting terms. So not Elazer, but Isaac is going to be the way that God is going to continue his promise. So when Abraham is ill, or he's old, Old age is a sickness. And so he's, he's old now. Nardi, sorry. <laughs> and he, he looks at... <laughs> no, she's the only one that was hurt. She went... So he looks, he looks at Isaac, right? He looks at Isaac and he goes, you need a wife. And I'm going to set out to find a wife for you. This is Abraham. And so we're going to pick up exactly there where Abraham is, is sending a messenger to go find um, Isaac a wife. So let's read... This is a really long passage, so I'll try to cut it and short but for the time being i'm really sorry we're gonna to have to read from verse 1 all the way until 32. you can
2: read it yeah. go ahead what what version um know.
0: an ivy please
2: this is isaac and rebecca abraham was now very old and the lord had blessed him in every way he had said to the senior servant in his household the one in charge of all that he had put your hand under my thigh I want you to swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I am living, but will go to my country and my own relatives and get a wife for my son Isaac. The servant asked him, What if the woman is unwilling to come back with with, with me to this land? Shall I then take your son back to the country you came from? Make sure you do that. Make sure that you do not take my son back, that Abraham said. The Lord, the God of heaven, who brought me out of my father's household and in in my native land, and who spoke to me and promised me on oath, saying, To your offspring I will give this land. He will send his angel before you so that you can get a wife for my future son. So you can get a wife for my son from there. If the woman is unwilling to come back with you, then you will be released from this oath of mine. Only do not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of his master Abraham and swore an oath to him concerning this matter. Then the servant left, taking with him ten of his master's camels loaded with all kinds, all kinds of good things from his master. He set out for he set out for Abraham Aram Naharim and made his way to the town of Nahor. He had the camels kneel down near the well outside the town. It was toward evening, the time the women go out to draw water. Then he prayed, Lord, God of my master Abraham, make me successful today and Mm -hmm. show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I am standing beside this spring, and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to to draw water. May it be that when I say to a young woman, please let down your jar that I might have a drink, and she says, drink, and I'll water your camels too. Let her be the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac. By this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Amen. Before he had finished praying, Rebekah came out of the, out with her jar on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, who was the wife of Abraham's brother, Nahor. The woman was very beautiful, a virgin. No man had ever slept with her. She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up again. The servant hurried to meet her and said, Please give me a little water from your jar. Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered her, the jar to her hands and gave him a drink. And she had given him a drink. She said, I'll draw water to, for your camels, too. Until they have had enough to drink, so she quickly emptied her jar into the trough, and trough ran back to the wall, to the well, <laughs> to draw more, more water, and drew enough for all his camels. Without saying a word, the man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took out a gold nose ring, weighed in Becca, weighed a Becca, and two gold bracelets weighing ten shekels. And then she, then he asked, Whose daughter are you? Please tell me. Is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? Mm-hmm. She answered him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, born to Nahor." And she added, We have plenty of straw and fodder, as well as room for, years, for you to spend the night. Then the mother bowed down and worshipped the Lord, saying, Praise be to the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my master. As for me, the Lord said, "The Lord has led me on the journey to the house of my master's relatives. Amen. The young woman ran and told her mother's household about these things. Now Rebecca had a brother named Laban, and he hurried out to the man at, at the spring as soon as he had seen the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's arms and had heard Rebecca tell at, at, and had heard Rebecca tell what the man had said to her. He went out to the man and found him standing by the camels near the spring. Hmm. Come, you who are blessed by the Lord, he said. Why are you standing out here? I have prepared the house and a place for your camels. So the man went to the house, and the camels were unloaded. Straw and fodder were brought to the camels, and water for him and his men to wash their feet. Mm-hmm. Then the food was set before him, but he said, I will not eat until I have told you what I have to say. Amen.
0: And so, in chapter 24, like we said, Sarah dies, and Abraham wants to go find a wife for Isaac. And, and so he calls out for his servant, his faithful servant. And a lot of interpreters say that the servant that is being called, his name is Eliezer. Uh, and the reason for that is because there's a previous chapter in, in Genesis where Abraham t- is praying out to the Lord and he says, Eliezer, who's in charge of all my, my, my possessions, is going to inherit them because you didn't give me a child. So essentially the person who's in charge of his, his things is Eliezer. So Abraham calls out for Eliezer and he says, Eliezer, come and go find a wife for who? Isaac. And Isaac is in the story. He's going to show up at some point, but for now he's a very silent uh, character who's, who doesn't say much. But Eliezer shows up, and he takes the instruction, and he goes out. And so I'm, I'm going to give you, uh, from the beginning, I'm going to give you the picture I want you to guys to have in mind as we go through the story. Is essentially, there is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in this whole story, right? That's, that's the picture I want to draw is the Father is willing that the Son has a bride, and, and, and Eliezer, the servant, is Holy Spirit who's going to carry out this mission. So there's this counsel between the father abraham the 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 son Isaac who's giving out his will right when Rebecca shows up, Isaac can't say no, right his will is important <laughs> Isaac can't say, no, Already stopped laughing. And Elazer in this whole story is he's carrying out this mission. And in this story, I really want to I want us to narrow down on who Elazer is and the characteristics of Elazer and also his relationship with Rebecca. It's so important to how she's gonna be presented in front of um, Isaac. So the, the the whole picture I want you guys to keep in mind is Abraham as as God the Father. Um Elazer is the Holy Spirit and um Isaac as Jesus, right? And I want to give you the meaning of Elazar, uh the name of the meaning of the Elazar. Elazar actually means help of my God. Right? So th- it, when I I looked up how to pronounce a laser this morning, so I really didn't know what the meaning of a laser meant until outside in the parking lot in church. So I went inside and when worship, I was losing my mind because essentially what a laser means is help of my God and his whole mission. You see how how much of a faithful helper he is. Uh, We talked about Holy Spirit before uh, in the middle school room when we talked about how Holy Spirit is the helper, right? He is sent to help us. Right, so he's this perfect servant, perfect helper uh, helper of his master. Uh, and so let's, let's talk more about these characteristics. Right? Let's talk more about Abraham. Let's talk more about the father. So what is, what is one thing the father uh, tells Eliezer from the beginning? This is like the first few verses. He tells him to go find a wife for Isaac where? From his own, Yeah, from his own relatives. He says to him, he says, go find a wife for Isaac from my own relatives, not from the Canaanites. Right? So essentially what, what the father is saying, the will of the father is that Isaac would have a wife, but he would have a wife that would look like who? Yeah. Himself. He would, the, the, a wife that would look more like Isaac. I'm sorry, Isaac yeah. and the father, essentially, Abraham. Right? With the same culture, with the same understanding, with the same language. So when Rebecca comes... She already looks like Abraham. She already she's gonna blend in really well. But the point is look like us, right? So when God is sending out and he's looking for the church, what is he telling us? To look more like who? Jesus. To look more like himself and Jesus. They're one. Right? There's a Bible verse this is Ephesians 5 1. I'm gonna say it in Amaranya because it's it's just in And gidi, and And twedadu, le And exabirin as dearly beloved, look like the father. Or dearly beloved, follow the, follow, the teachings of, uh, of God. Right? But you can read it in English if you like. So essentially what, what, what Abraham is saying is, go find a wife for my son that looks like us. And he gives him an instruction. What's the end of instruction we have now so that we may look more like God? I'm actually like holding it, so it's kind of like giving it up. Right? The Lord gave us his word so we may look like who? Right. So the church would, would look like him, essentially. So that when, when God takes up the church, when Christ comes to take up the church, we look like him. He's gonna see us and recognize, that's my relative. We're, we're supposed to look like him. Which is what the father does is he gives Azazel, the servant, instruction, and he goes, Azazel, go go find a wife. I'm, I'm sorry, a laser. a new character? A new character, <laughs> correct me. Eliezer, go find a wife for my son. Right? And this faithful helper takes up the instruction and he goes out. And he travels far. I'm not gonna say what country because I don't know it myself. Alright? Huh? There you go. The, the brother and sisters. Right? He goes out with, with essentially with the word of God. And he goes out and he travels far and he's gonna go get Rebecca. And the thing about Isaac and the thing about Azazel is Who's older? A laser. I'm sorry, Elaser. <laughs> Guys, She'll can
2: just we? Just call t- me we'll <laughs> You'll get
0: it. Elaser. <laughs> she came up
3: with a
0: new devil. But which one sounds better?
3: Elaser.
0: Thank you, Baruch. Right? So Elaser. That doesn't mean God the helper, though. No, so, no Help. helper. Helper of God. So Elaser, who's older, Isaac or Elaser? A Elaser, a essentially. Right? Isaac prayed out to God saying, I don't have a son, he's going to inherit my. When, when, when I was a kid, we had a Saratana. Her name is Meskharim, and when she went when she went back to her family, I lost my mind, because I was so close to her, like more than my mom. She knew everything I loved. She knew everything about me. And this helper, this servant, essentially, he's he's raised who, Isaac. Isaac. Who knows Isaac inside and out? Who knows the inside and uh, who knows what Isaac would like? Oh, Isaac. Elie, thank you. I almost <laughs> messed you up, didn't I? Right. He knows Isaac like he's the back of his hand. And here, here's what he knows about Isaac on chapter 22 of Genesis. The Lord is testing Abraham and he tells him, I want you to sacrifice who? Isaac. Isaac. And the word of God talks about how Abraham takes his son, wood and fire or whatever, and then he takes two of his servants with him. Who do you think one of the servants is? The laser. the laser. Like he's a faithful servant. He's, here, he's there all the time. And they go up and then they, they get to a, a certain point And Abraham... He, at this point, I feel like that man is crazy. He tells the servants, "You say like, stay here. Me and my son are going to go up the mountain. I assume El- Eliezer is standing there going, where is the lamb? Right? Because that's what, that's what Isaac asks his dad and when he gets there. He's like, where's the lamb, dad? Like, I mean, <laughs> you are. <laughs> but the point is. That's the
3: creepiest story
1: ever. I know.
0: Eliezer knows what Isaac had to endure. He knows the kind of ba- pain Isaac has walked through. And not only that, his mom just passed away, so he, ca- he knows the kind of sorrow he's sitting in. And he knows his desire, he knows what he likes, he knows the kind of, he knows his type. Let's go with that, <laughs> right? He goes out in style, he, he he, he listen, this man picks out jewelries for her, right? He picks out what, she would, what he knows Isaac would like, I, I promise you. He doesn't know Rebecca, he doesn't know what she likes. But he picks out exactly what is, what, what, what is necessary for her to be present in front of Isaac. And he sets out to go get her. Yeah. So the thing about Eliezer, the perfect helper, he's all about who? Isaac, even in the way that he talks, we're gonna go deeper into this, is he goes out understanding exactly what is needed of Rebecca. He knows she has to be a comforter because he's in pain right now, right? And he knows he deserves someone who, who's not like any other women because he's went through so much. He will he, I mean, imagine your dad taking a knife and then going, Oop, like, psych, you're not it today. But like, maybe tomorrow. I mean, for a whole week, I wouldn't trust my dad. Every time he tells me to go get the wood, it's like, no, dad. You're not my dad, <laughs> not my dad. Exactly. But he knows the kind of pain he's carrying, so he knows the kind of bride he is worthy of. So one thing is, as he knows, Isaac, Holy Spirit knows who, Christ. He's he resurrected him from the dead. He was with him when he was enduring all that pain. So who knows, Christ, Holy Spirit, right? He knows how much he bled. He knows how much he cried. So he knows what exactly what the Holy Spirit desires, and and we're gonna spend a lot more time in Azazel. I love Azazel. Oh my God, a laser! <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy! Lord have mercy! And here's he, here's another thing. Here's another thing about a laser. I'm not gonna say his name anymore. The helper. Yeah,
3: just say The helper. Let's go. Let's go with the
0: helper, cause I don't want to mess y'all up. Here's something about the helper. He takes with him. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Camels. He takes with him gold rings. Right? He puts a ring on her when he first knows. He's like, oh, you're the, one, you're the one. Like the way that Leso did, right? Like, you're the one. Let me put a ring on it. So exactly in that sense, it's like the minute he knew, it's her. But where's all this good jewelry and, and possession going out of? Abraham's house. He's in charge of what? His possession. Right? The word of God talks about who we are going to share in the glory. Right? We're going to share in the inheritance of Christ. Whatever he inherits, you and I get to share in that. Which is why Eliezer, the helper, when he goes out to find Rebecca, he picks out the best out of the father's house that belongs to Isaac, and he goes out and he gives it to her. Because she gets to share in what? In his possessions. The, sh- the church gets to share in what? The glory of Christ. Right? Whatever he's being rewarded with, whatever the, the father is rewarding Christ with, you and I get to share in that, which is why he takes it with him. But but the reason why he's picking out this this gold nose ring or whatever it is, and this all pretty stuff, bracelet and stuff, and the more expensive stuff, it's so that she would be prepared and presentable in front of Isaac. He puts it on her. He one he marks her right. Ring is a very like ring is it has a lot of meanings in the Old Testament. Uh, there's a story where, um, I think it's Judah, uh, he goes out, and he, I'm not I'm not going to tell you the long, it's really long, it's Genesis chapter 38, go there, read it. Uh, his wife, his son's wife, essentially, his son dies, and she, Tamar becomes a prostitute, and she's kind of, um, she dresses up as a prostitute, and he goes and he's... He lays with her. Uh, this is Judah. And before he leaves, though, she asks him for his ring. She's like, let me keep your ring. He gives her a ring. And she gets pregnant. And she, the reason is she, she wanted to get pregnant, which is why she was pregnant, to be a prostitute. And when the city finds out, they're like, let's, let's kill her, right? Which, let's, let's, let's burn her. But while they were trying to kill her, she takes out the ring and she shows it to them. Because that ring essentially means it's, it's I mean, she belongs to the king, right? She's part of his household. That's why she has the ring. So essentially, when he when he finds out, the Rebecca, Judah tried to get her killed. Huh?
1: Judah tried to get her killed because people told her him. That right. She's pregnant. You're a son. She is. takes
0: the, ki- yeah. the king. And then
1: she yeah. Said, I'm pregnant. to The one who belongs,
0: this, this ring this belongs, belongs to. You. You. Exactly. exactly. Amen. Yeah, yes. we, yeah. We're st- expanding on the story. <laughs> so so we go to the uh, we go to this chapter in Genesis. Essentially, when uh, elite, uh, the helper knows that it's going to be Rebecca. What does he do? He puts a ring on it. Right? And he puts a nose ring on it. But he marks her. Right? He marks her. She belongs to who? She belongs to who? Isaac. He's making her presentable to who? Isaac. I want us to, to go back to the idea of the helper knows Isaac deeply. Let's, let's read the prayer that he does, he prays out to, to God. This is verse 12. Then he prayed, Lord God of my, my master Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I'm standing beside the spring and the daughter of the town, town's people are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I say to a young woman, please let down your jar and I may have a drink. And she says, drink and I'll water your camels too. Did Abraham give him this instruction? Mm -hmm. Did he say, go out and find a woman when she comes out to you, she also waters your camel? Mm -hmm. Who's coming up with this instruction? The helper. Because why? He knows Isaac so deeply that he can be so specific even when he's asking for a wife for him. Like he knows him so well. So even when he's praying, he's so specific. He's like, this is the kind of wife he deserves. So may she she show up, God. And may she be exactly what he deserves. Because he knows him so well. He knows him deeply. And and, and another thing about um, Eliezer is he's gentle. Right? Let's see what he says to Rebecca. He says to her, all right. This is when he's asking for water. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Rebecca shows up. Uh, the servant hurried to meet her. And he says, please give me a little water for, from your jar. And then another passage, we're going to skip t- to verse 23. And he asked her, he says, please tell me, is there room in your father's house for us to, to sleep in or to, to spend the night in, for him to rest in? he's gentle. He's not forceful. Every time, even when he wants water from her, he says, may I please have water from your jar? Right? And we know the prayer that he prayed is not only would she give him water, but she would water the camels as well. Does he go, now water your cam- my camels, woman? <laughs> no, he's not like Ezra.
3: Right?
0: Have you ever heard Ezra say, woman, submit, right? (laughs) (laughs) Eliezer, he shows up and he says, may I please have water from your jar? And that's it. And even when he wants to go with her, he says, is there a place for me to stay in? Is there a room for me to reside in? He's not forceful. Even when he knows that she belongs to Isaac. He's still patient. He's so gentle. Here's what Christ says about himself. He says, I'm gentle and meek. And that's what the helper is. That's who a Holy Spirit is. He's gentle. But not not only is he gentle, he's determined. When it's about his master, Nothing could stand in his way. I want you, I want you to look at this. Um, he's a faithful helper. He's a faithful servant. Now turn, turn to me. Turn with me to chapter, uh, verse 33. Sorry. Verse 33, let's go there. Genesis. Genesis 24, verse 32 and 33. So the man went to the house. This is a laser. And the camels were unloaded. Strongfolder were brought for the camels and water for him and his man to wash their feet. Then food was set before him, and he said, I will not eat until I have told you what I have to say. And let's skip to verse 56. Now, Laban, I think, Laban, Laban her brother, uh, he agrees, right? Uh, uh, what, what, what a laser is going to do is now he's going to explain the story. He says, my master Abraham has sent me. I prayed this prayer, and the Lord did exactly what I prayed for. And, and now I believe it's Rebecca. And his Laban responds. this is, before we get to 56, this is Laban. On verse 50, he says, this is from the Lord. We can say nothing to you one way or another. Here is Rebecca. So the, the brother is saying, yes, take Rebecca with you. Because God is in the move, right? Okay. God has picked her. God has chosen her. Now take her with you. But then the next day they wake up and Laban is a little, maybe like he slept on it a little bit. He's like, well, like maybe we want more for Rebecca. Right? Like, but, but it's not out of bad intention. He says, let her stay one day with us, with her family. But here is what Eliezer says. All right. He says, "Do not detain me now, that the Lord has granted me success to my journey. Send me on my way so I may go to my master." He will not spend one day. Because who he has who? Rebecca. She's she's prepared. The Lord has given him success, therefore he's going back to his master. He's determined his his whole mission, his whole traveling, is to carry out exactly the instruction what Abraham has given him, which is to bring a wife. Mm-hmm. On that journey, he's praying. He knows what he wants. He's a, he's he's preparing her. He's making her ready. But the the whole thing, his whole job, is just to bring Rebecca to to Isaac, not to marry Rebecca, mm-hmm. not like his whole job, is to make Rebecca ready. Right? His whole mission is to make sure that Isaac has the perfect bride. The one who who looks pretty and and gold. So he's determined. And and so they set out and and they go back to Abraham. And before they leave, though, this happens, And, and we're gonna go to Rebecca now. So we talked about a uh, laser, who who is the helper, essentially Holy Spirit. We talked about Abraham, the father, who who essentially is God the Father, right? When we're looking at the council of the Holy Spirit, the Father and the Son, and bringing out the Church. But let's talk a little about the Church. Let's look at the Church, and uh, through Rebecca. Something happens here. Which is so exciting. And the Holy Spirit, like the, the, the Bible doesn't fully capture what, what happened between uh, Eliezer and, and Rebecca for her to be running home to tell her parents. But I assume he told her about Isaac. Because the young woman runs home to share with her parents, she's going to leave them, essentially. Right? <laughs> Bye. It's quiet. Hell the goodness. That was great. Yeah, we wait until October 1st. But essentially, Rebecca goes home and she's ready. And not only that, let's, let's, let's skip to verse 57. I wish we could read the whole story, but guys, for time's sake, let's, let's go to verse 57. Then they said, let's call the young woman, ask her about it. So they called Rebecca and asked her, will you go with the man? And she said, I will go. <laughs> No, I will not stay one day with you, brother. I'm going. No, I will not stay another day with you, mom. I'm leaving you. But has she ever met Isaac? No, she doesn't know. She doesn't even know him. She doesn't know if he even has a nose. Like, but all she knows about Isaac is everything the helper has told her. But he knows Isaac. He knows what he had to endure in Genesis chapter twenty-two. And he knows that he's waiting for her. So when he made her like, ready to be presentable in front of him, and she knows everything about Isaac, now she's longing to meet him. She doesn't even know him, and she doesn't want to spend one day with her parents. She knows them. Right? So th- there's this sense of longing to meet Isaac only from what she has heard from, the Helper. And here's what the Word of God says in the New Testament, Holy Spirit cannot speak of Himself, but He can only speak of whom? Jesus. Right? Have we ever seen Jesus? But every time His name is called, something shifts inside of you. But all you know of Him is what the Word of God says and what the Holy Spirit has, has, has revealed to you. Which is why when Rebecca, when the time came and they're asking her, they're like, do you actually want to go to Isaac? And she says, I'll go. Like, who are you, Laban? I'm going. Like, she knows the glory that is waiting for her. And part of that is she has a nose ring on her. Like, I want more of that gold. Right? Like, she's going for the glory, but she's going for, for Isaac. <laughs> Who are you running to? A right. Hallelujah. Coolly And we know one thing about Rebecca is that she looks like who? Abraham's, Abraham's people. Because yes. she's from his own relatives. What? So when, when 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 Holy Spirit prepares the church and makes us presentable, who do we look like? God. Like he's gonna see us from far and know we are his people. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what's gonna happen. That state and, and the idea of laser is constantly talking about <laughs> Isaac. He's constantly telling Rebecca, this is Isaac. So she knows him as much as Holy Spirit knows him. She knows him as much as the helper knows him. Because this is what happens. Let's go to verse 57, 58. All right, 57, 58. Let me get there for you guys. Actually, before we do that, I'm really sorry. Let's go ahead and why don't we just read exactly from... Um, can we just read the whole, like whatever is left over? Let's start at 57 and read all the way until 67. That's only 10 verses, right? Alright. Huh? Can I read it? Oh, please go ahead. Read it loud. Verse 57 all the way until 60... The end.
1: 57 to the
3: end?
1: Then they said, let's call the young woman and ask her about it. So they called Rebecca and asked her, will you go with this one? I will go. So they sent her sister Rebecca on her way along with her nurse and Abraham's servant and his wife. And they blessed Rebecca and said to her, Amen. Our sister, may you increase to thousands upon thousands. May your offspring possess the cities of their enemies. Then Rebecca and her attendants got ready and mounted the camels and went back with the men. So the servant took Rebecca and left. Now Isaac had come from beer li High roy <laughs> for he was eating in the Negev. He went out into the field one evening to meditate. And as he looked up and saw camels approaching, Rebecca also looked up and saw Isaac. She got down from her camel and asked the servant, who is that man in the field coming to meet us? Mm-hmm. He is my master. The servant answered. So she took her veil and covered herself. Amen. Then the servant told Isaac all he had done. Isaac Amen. brought her Amen. into the tent of his mother, Sarah, and he married Rebecca. Hallelujah. So she became his wife, and he loved her.
0: Amen. And
1: Isaac was comforted after his mother's death.
0: Amen. woo
1: right. finished!
0: So (laughs) essentially, Rebecca says, I will go. Um, And she gets prepared with her, you know, let's say maids, right? Nurses. She has her camels and they go out. And who do you think that she's hearing about during this long journey?
3: Isaac.
0: Isaac. Because as soon as she sees him, she doesn't even know him. This woman knows, I'm not traveling anymore. Like, here's my man. Like, she gets off her camel. What does that mean? She's not... Tr- that's it. She hasn't heard his voice. I thought she knew. And she gets off her camel because she knew him. She knew him. What did we say? How, how, would, how would she possibly have known him? Because of the servant, because of this faithful servant... Because his whole intention is about carrying out the will of the Father to prepare her, to make her presentable, to make sure that she knows him. She recognizes Isaac. She, she, she would know Isaac from far. I bet there were people. I bet, I bet there were gentlemen on the journey like to Isaac. I, I bet there was like a young fine man. and she, she, I'm sure she saw him, but she didn't get off her camel. The Word of God in the New Testament says there are False teachers, right? There, there, there are false people that will, that will come to you. But the church is to know Jesus. But the church is to know his voice. And that's the job of the Holy Spirit, is to make her prepared to speak to her. And what is, what is Isaac doing when Rebecca is coming to him? Meditating. He's waiting for her. When the Word of God is talking about meditation, and I don't want you to have this new age of meditation where you're like, no. He's in prayer. David talks about how he meditates and he thinks of who? The Word of God in his mind. He says, I meditate your Word daily. That's what he's doing, he's waiting. with his will at the Father's feet, at his, like yes, I'm ready, like bring her. And here's the faithful servant carrying out the mission, making sure she looks pretty, making sure she's prepared, making sure she looks like them. That she fits right in. We talked about glorification, which is where we're gonna be in the presence of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you and I are to look like them. Not to be the, 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 the sore thumb like that stands out, like, no. You won't even make it in. You are to look like God. Not half God and half something. You are to look like him. That's the expectation. And so she meets Isaac. In the New Testament, Christ died for him, His bride, the church. But were we present when he was being crucified? Did we watch them put a nail in his in, in the middle of his arm? No. Did we watch him? Did we watch him cross uh, up the mountain to Golgotha, and that he was awake for I believe thirty six hours or more?
3: No. More? No.
0: Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. But we weren't there when he was he got We weren't there But when you hear about how he was crucified, your heart just something happens to you. That's Holy Spirit who was there. Like he knows. I don't know, like sometimes I think when I hear a gruesome story and I hear it over and over and over again, I am numb to it. I mean, I can recite it back and forth and no tears. But when I think of Christ and what he had endured for you and I, and we've thought of it over and over again, I mean, Christmas is there every year, it never gets old. Because the one who was present during the scene is anew and I. He lives anew. He knows him. He knows his heart. He knows how much he loves you, which is why when you hear God loves you, as if you're hearing it for the first time, your heart jumps. So this this helper, Holy Spirit, what's his job in the New Testament? To make the bride ready. To make her the perfect bride. To make her worthy of standing in front of Isaac. To make her worthy of glorification. And what is the will of the Father? Is that Isaac would have a wife. It's so that Christ would have the perfect bride. The will of God is that the church would be united with Christ. His will is that, and this will be fulfilled. I may be here for it, maybe not. But you and I can confidently say that Christ will come back and he will take up his bride with him. Because that is the will of the Father. Mm-hmm. They counseled. They set together, maybe in a table like this. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Before time. And they planned that Jesus will have a wife. Jesus will take the church like, as a bride. And then Holy Spirit caught that will. And he ran out the room. And nothing will ever hinder him from taking this perfect bride to him. And what's the job of the church? It's just to just say, I'll go. It's to be prepared. Mm-hmm. To, put the, to put on the nose ring. If you walk, if Are you go you, home, yeah. any of you, if you and, and pierce your, you, nose. And your nose. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's what the word of God says. We're not going to change it. But essentially, the church, what's her job? It's to be endured, to, 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 to dress in the way that the Holy Spirit is saying to dress. Mm-hmm. To be prepared. Like, be prepared. Mm-hmm. Huh. Let's read a verse in, in Revelation. Revelation chapter 2. Beginning. Amen. From beginning to end, there's Jesus.
2: Is
0: Hallelujah.
2: 22?
0: Revelation chapter 2. I'm running so we can have time for prayer, but I don't know why the time is running faster than I am. Did I say 22? Revelation chapter 2. And here is... Now, at some point, join in with me, okay? This is Revelation chapter 2, verse 7. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the church. Revelation chapter 2, verse 11. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the church. Verse... 29, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church. Verse, Chapter 3, verse 6. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church. Verse 13, what does it say? Whoever, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church. Verse 22, what does it say? Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church. Yisma. What is Holy Spirit doing? He's speaking to the church. And what in preparation? Amen. He's making her ready. So when Jesus comes to take her up, she's what? Ready. Ready. So the word of God tells us, whoever are his ears, let let them hear hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church and he repeats it. I mean, he, come on, and like four or five times in in one chapter? That's a sign you but you you better listen. What what happens when Jesus comes? The, the, the Pharisees who knew about Jesus but didn't listen to his message, they miss him. I mean, even Paul missed him. Come on now. I mean, he was worried. alive when Jesus was walking on the earth, right? So don't be don't 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 boast saying um, I'm not gonna miss what Holy Spirit is saying. If you're not intended, like if you're not listening in, and if your heart is not about the church, if your heart is not about being prepared to meet Him, you're going to miss what Holy Spirit is saying to the church. Because the whole mission, the, the, the whole, His whole job, His whole title is to make the church ready. So I don't want to be a servant in the house of the Lord who don't hear the Holy Spirit when, they're ta- when he's talking about the church, when he's speaking to the church. And I don't mean I want you to hear, hello, oh, <laughs> I'm coming tomorrow to take my church. No, the word of God says he's going to come like, you won't even know when he's here. So I'm not saying, he, like, you know, the end day people on the street, maybe one of them is right, but they're like, on June 58, we're all going to die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at my... 2015, we're going to die, right? Bridge. I don't mean that, but I'm saying open the word of God and hear what God is saying about the church. See how the Lord wants you to be prepared. We read a passage early in Romans. We didn't read it. I cited it to you that the church is supposed to be made up of different bodies with different gifts. So part of what God is saying is that you and I have gifts. And our job is to to cultivate those gifts and to serve Him faithfully. If you're good at prayer, be planted. Go to prayers on Saturday mornings. If you know how to teach, open your Bible, read your words, come and teach. If you have a voice, sing. If you don't have a voice, sing. But be part of the church. Don't be someone who comes, No, Holy Spirit is speaking to the church. Catch what he's saying and act accordingly. When Holy Spirit is correcting the church, then get in line. I, I, don't want to, I, I don't want any of us to be left behind. I don't want to miss His word. I don't want to be a leader who doesn't hear what Holy Spirit is saying to the church or what he's, Holy Spirit is speaking over the youth. Like we plan these plans for like what we want to do for the next year. But if I'm not hearing what He's speaking over the church, what vision am I bringing?
3: Nothing.
0: What agenda am I bringing to the table?
1: Nothing.
0: Amen. <laughs> There's um, so we're gonna shift to accounting real quick. In accounting, there is a saying: if you pressure someone to the to, to at some point, they're gonna start generating random numbers, right? If you pressure them and you say, "Where's the revenue all the time?" It's like, "Where's the money? Where's the money?" At some point, this fine gentleman who's a faithful servant, he's gonna go generate like numbers. If I'm just on a roll at church and I I possess the or whatever the leadership will but I'm not hearing the Holy Spirit at some point I'm going to generate my own agenda Because mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I but can we not be those people I don't care whatever service you're in and trust me if you're a part of the body you're serving God mm-hmm. can we be those people who have ears and they hear God Because when the word of God says, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church. There also means there are people who don't have ears. There are people who don't hear. Can we be Rebecca? Who hear the helper, who hear a laser, and she's ready. And when the time comes, she screams out and she says, I'll go. Because I know what's waiting for me. And not only that, she, she sees him like from far waiting for her and, and she jumps off her camel and she says, that's, that's him right there. She, she, she asks him, who's that man? And he says to her, that's my servant. Essentially, that's why I've been traveling so far out. Like that's why I was with you, Rebecca, the whole time. That's it. So can we have ears like Rebecca? Can our ears be so wide open for the Holy Spirit? Like even even a whisper of his voice would catch our heart. Um, And something about Isaac is while he's in prayer, he looks up and he sees her. I know we talked a lot about how rebecca is prepared rebecca wants to see him rebecca is excited to see him but who's more eager to see rebecca isaac he's meditating what do you think he's doing like do you think he's sitting there like god can you give me the bread like Lazari no he knows Elazar has been sent to get a wife for him therefore he's gonna sit there at his father's feet he's gonna cry out that she would be exactly what he wants and thank goodness Eliezer knows him like the back of his hand. And he went and he got him exactly what he deserves. Exactly what he wants. Exactly what he's worthy of. Because mm-hmm. he's worthy of Rebecca. Christ is worthy of the perfect bride. Not a broken bride. He didn't stay on the cross for, for a manicus church, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not attractive. Like a...
3: Right?
0: It's not cute. It's not cute. So more than Rebecca, Isaac is excited. He's more eager to meet you and I. Jesus is waiting at the city gate. Restless. And Holy Spirit is going to work hard, restless, until you and I are ready. And whether He comes back to take us up, or we go to Him, the truth is, He's waiting for us. Before the beginning of time, and and His Father's... He's waiting for you. What did Jesus say when he left? He says, I will go and I will make a place for you. I will not leave you like orphans. All right, let's pray. If you have something to say, if you wanna share something, I'm sorry, I know I jumped right into this, but I I, I cut it short, Um, but let's pray.